And now a word from Murderface. Yes. I agree. Oh. <laughs> Murderface, everybody. Yay. Murderface. She's so fat. She'll be back in the show, knocking into things. Let's get trivial, trivial. I want to get trivial. Let's get into trivia. Let me hear your knowledge talk. Your knowledge talk. Let me hear your knowledge talk. Let's get trivial. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Quiz Fix Podcast. My name is Paul. My name is Monica. Hey, Monica. Hi. Hey. So we took last week off, so shut up about it. Sorry, guys. <laughs> we took last week off. Uh, for those of you who uh, are regular listeners, and I, we love everybody who is, uh, it's holiday season, and there's going to be some weeks, probably. The most important thing we got to get to, of course, is the, the last Battle Royale. So that will definitely oh, yeah. happen. But then the holidays fall on weird days this this year and and so we'll we'll try to do our best to get episodes out to you uh, almost every week so so we're there. trying our best we're trying our best we got a an email from Stephanie Bender uh and this is regarding one of the questions from our battle royale trivia pursuit i take issue with the trivia pursuit questions regarding byzantium as you did yourself the question should have stated what former capital city or just what city because Istanbul, they might be giant song inserted here, is not the current capital of Turkey, but Ankara is. See, I got a geography thing right. Yeah, I think maybe it was when, was it very recent that that change happened? I, I, that's a good question. I don't know. Because if it was, it might have actually been true when it was written for that. Mm. That's not that old of a game, though. That that version. I mean, what is it? 2012? Something like that? Hmm. I don't know. Uh, maybe a little bit later than that. Uh, she goes on to write, Anywho. She put an Anywho in there. Mm. Uh, As an art historian with a minor in Byzantine and Ottoman art. Oh, we got an expert here. Uh, I was miffed at the game, but proud of you that you came to the same question I had regarding this. <laughs> I knew they meant Istanbul, B.C., or because Byzant- Byzantium was originally a Greek colony. But how the hell is anyone that hasn't studied this extensively supposed to know this? Well, cheers to you and Monica. We love you and your trivia and glad you're back. Yay. And then we took a week off. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Stephanie, for weighing in. Yeah, that was that was a weird one uh, that we never got. I never got around to actually looking up the uh, the part of uh, the, uh, the little particulars of that. So I, I love the fact that you did. So thank you very much. Thank you. Um, well, uh, we do want to talk about one thing people are asking about already and i can't believe it's that time again but starting in january we're going to have our next tournament yay yay and uh, the tournament's going to be crazy because we've got new places yeah so new players and places. it's going to be a, a crazy time so we're going to be announcing that soon i think we're going with the uh winter hullabaloo tournament <laughs> isn't that fun i love to say i love to say hullabaloo yeah uh, so uh, be looking for that on our website, quizfix.net. And players, uh, if you've never played tournament stuff, go onto the website, 
go to the tournament archives. You can kind of see some of how it worked. All right. I think that's it. You want to uh, get to the meat of the sandwich? Yeah, let's get to the meat. (laughs) All right. Here we go. Now it is time for the lightning round. It is. It is. Uh, I've got five questions for Monica, and she has five questions too. And some of them we'll get right, and some of them we won't. And that's how the lightning round goes. Well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just wrote that. That was beautiful. Thank you very much. Uh, what's your uh, topic for me this week? Big dogs. Big bad dogs. Big dog. There we go. <laughs> it's not you if you don't say it like that. <laughs> uh, my round for you is on Scorpio, which uh, is the current zodiacal sign. Okay. So, Scorpio, are you ready? Do you want to go first or second? I'll go first. Okay, here we go with today's lightning round. The dog Hercules in the movie Sandlot is what breed, which is the world's largest? Oh my god, I can see that dog. Uh, Is it a Mastiff? Can you be a little more specific? Ew. Is it an English Mastiff? Yes, it is. That's good because I can't think of another Mastiff. There's a Bull Mastiff. Bull Mastiff. Yes, the English Mastiff is the largest breed of dog. Amazing. I love that movie. Um, Question number one for you in the Zodiac. Scorpio is one of two signs with an arthropod as its symbol. What's the other one? Um... Is it like a Pisces? It is not Pisces, although you you were right to go animal. Uh, It is Cancer the Crab. Oh. The Crab is an arthropod. So there is that. I can't believe you gave me a Cancer question. I missed it. I just, you know what? (laughs) I wasn't even thinking about it. And then I looked down at question number one and I see this in in capital letters, Cancer. I'm like, why did I You think next time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Number two. What actor voiced Marmaduke in the 2010 movie? They did a Marmaduke movie? Oh, they did. They did. And it's, um, oh, God. Is it Owen Wilson? Yes, it oh, is. Oh, jeez. I can see that. He, he looks like he could voice a dog. <laughs> no offense, but, you know, he's got that kind of, that slow talk. I like Owen Wilson. I like Owen Wilson, too. Uh, question number two for you. On what day in the month of November does Scorpio turn into the best sign, Sagittarius? The 30th? Oh, no. It is the 22nd. Oh. They always go on those kind of mid, well, not quite mid-months, later than mid-month things. Sagittarius. The best sign. It is the best sign. Yeah. Yeah. What day is your birthday again? 20th of December. 20th. Yeah. yeah. So you're right on. You were pushing the next one. You almost got there. But I'm glad you didn't. Because you got and the it superior sign. And it would have been Christmas. Sign. Yeah. Oh, man. 
It's close enough to Christmas. That it sucks. <laughs> Number three for you. What fictional big dog's owner is Emily Elizabeth? Oh, uh, is that hmm, Clifford the Big Red Dog? Yes, it is. I just, that was completely a guess. But I loved those books when I was a kid. You don't remember Emily Elizabeth? No, I was really concentrated on the big red dog. <laughs> you did fill the page. <laughs> yes, I do say you do fill the page. <laughs> uh, question number three. Dr. Robin Scorpio is the daughter of international spy Robert Scorpio on what long-running ABC soap opera? Dr. Robin Scorpio. I don't know. Young and the Restless. I was hoping Doctor was going to be the clue there. General Hospital. That show's still on. That show's still on. Ugh. Yeah, that was my mom's soap opera. My mom watched that religiously. See, I was the days of our lives. Oh, gee, yeah, you guys went the CBS route. Apparently, Days of Our Lives is on a hiatus for maybe forever forever maybe I, somebody will bring there's so many fans of those things i can't imagine those things going away forever people will need to know what's happening to the scorpio family apparently doing well and uh becoming doctors <laughs> and there's a doctor on all of those so that's operas, the other thing too is know? that once I, I thought that would be a clue and then it's like no they're all doctors or spies yeah, this whole round you wrote is terrible. I hate it. Yeah, yeah. Get out. All right. Get out of my house. <laughs> Thank God he's gone. Now that Paul's gone, we can talk about real stuff that matters. Never mind, he's still here. Ha ha, the power of radio. <laughs> he's looking at me. <laughs> All right, since you're still here, I'll give you question number four. All right. What are the large dogs called that are pets for the Stark children on Game of Thrones? Oh, God. No idea. Never watched it. Really? I thought (laughs) you would know this Oh, no. What are they called? They're called dire wolves. Oh, I've heard that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've heard that. I finally stumped him. I I wouldn't have thought that they were pets. I thought that was something that everybody was afraid of. Well, they, like, came across these puppies, and each of the Stark children, like, got one. Mm -hmm. And so they raised them, and they're not afraid of them, because they're, like, they're pets. Gotcha. Uh, Question number four. What Canadian pop star is so proud of his Scorpio sign that he recorded the 2018 album Scorpion, featuring the number one song, In My Feelings? Is that Justin Bieber? Oh, man. No? It's Drake. God damn it. Sorry. Justin Bieber's Canadian, too, though, right? He is. He is Canadian, too. Your last question. Okay. At UW, what is the name of the bodysuit mascot? The bodysuit mascot. So not the real dog. Oh, the the human and the dog. The human suit. and the suit. Is it Hank the Husky? 
No, it's Harry the Husky. Uh, well, that's, yeah. That's pretty cool. I figured it had to be alliterative. Um, all right. Here is your last question. Two points up for grabs. A. Who did the voice of corporate supervillain Hank Scorpio on The Simpsons? Who did the voice of yeah. him? Oh, man, I don't know. Hmm. It was a guest star. It wasn't one of the well, cast I know members. That. Well, just thought I'd throw that out there. Thank you. Is he just in that one episode and then the movie? I think so. Yeah. I don't know who it is. Uh, it's Albert Brooks. <laughs> I don't voice. know who that is. Oh, you don't know who Albert Brooks is? <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Uh, see. Well, what's the other part? Uh, the other part is, what was the name of his corporation? Is it like Globe? Globatrax or something like that? Cut out the middle part. Cause I did the Globatrax? Yeah, it's yeah, you're pretty close. It's Globex. Oh. Yeah. See, I told you zero out of two, oh, baby. Man, I, did I get none? You <laughs> You didn't get any. Ah. Uh, I'm sorry. That's okay. No, I feel bad. Don't feel bad. Right. You got three. Alright. All right, everybody. That was our lightning round. That was a shitty lightning round. <laughs> Yay. Hang on. Woo-hoo. <laughs> he'll sting you with his dreams of power and wealth. Beware of Scorpio. His twisted twin obsessions are his blood to rule the world and his employees help. Welcome you into his lair like the nobleman welcomes his guest. And now it is time for game prep. Thank you. Me, I feel good about this. I'll make sure I don't do that anymore. All right, thanks. <laughs> hey, everybody, it's time for your prepping of the games. These are uh, things that uh, might get asked about uh, about you. About you, <laughs> about specifically. You. <laughs> These are things that you might get asked uh, by your quiz masters this week. Here we go. November 18th. Happy. Have sex with a guy with a mustache day. No. <laughs> uh, so this is all about Movember. This is about, you know, the guys that grow their mustache all all uh, month and it's supposed to raise awareness and also money for uh, men's health issues. But this is supposed to be uh, something that the women can, can do to because they're not growing must Look. It was a it was a weird day. This is the funniest one that I found. So um, I'm not a fan of mustaches. I was gonna ask, yeah, uh, facial hair at all? Uh, I like the sort of um, 
haven't shaved in a couple of days kind of scruff. Yeah. But I don't like big bushy anything. You're not for the, like the uh like the the big trend of like the really short haircut and uh, the beard down to like the sternum. Not really. Yeah. I mean, it's fine if you want like people do whatever they want with their own face. Sure. I'm a fan of that. Yeah. But I will not get close to you. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a Monica promise. <laughs> uh, well, let's talk about some mustaches that are named after famous people. All right. We got the Fu Manchu. Oh, yeah. Named after a villainous character in a series of novels by British author Sax Romer. Is that his name? Yeah. In the novels, the evil Dr. Fu Manchu is rarely seen. Preferring to send his minions to do his biddings. But his mustache, a long thin mustache that droops down around the chin, became his most identifying feature. I don't know what kind of cojones nerve you would have to be to be like someone like me that would be like, you know what would suit me? A Fu Manchu mustache. (laughs) You know what would set me right? The Fu Manchu. I don't know if I've ever seen one in real life. I I so I did the Movember thing once and uh there was a big party at the end of it mm-hmm. and every type of mustache was there and I saw of a, a, a couple people who went Fu Manchu. Well that's kind of yeah. fun, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh here's another one. The Zappa. Named after legendary avant garde guitarist and composer Frank Zappa. The Zappa is a full mustache that curves just below the lower lip with a full soul patch centered under the mouth. Uh, you see that every once in a while. Mm-hmm. That's one you're more likely to see in real life. Yeah. It suited him. Sure. You know. I can't imagine his face without it. No. And the Dolly. Yes. Named after the surrealist painter Salvador Dolly. The dolly starts on either ends of the top lip and curls up with no hair under the nose. So I was looking at a, like a bunch of pictures of Salvador Dali, and he started with a very standard mustache, and then the gap just started to get bigger and bigger. <laughs> and so like the like the last ones, like the mustache starts like almost to the corner of the lip on either side, and then wow. curls up like that. So that was that's the dolly. And there's another one where it's like I don't imagine him with any other mustache yeah. than the crazy one. I like the Poirot. Ooh, describe the Poirot because so, I, I think I saw that one. The Poirot is like very small uh, and thin but curl, curled up on the Oh, heads. okay. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. very tiny little thing. Yeah. That's a good one. They've had a bunch of now. They've wanted to name mustaches after famous mustache carrier characters like uh, Magnum and uh, Ron Swanson and uh, the Ned Flanders <laughs> and stuff like that. But uh, these are the these are three that I found that have been have the kind Hitler. Of, see now uh, that's funny because <laughs> the Hitler people are saying, well, no, it's the Chaplin. 
Yeah. And then people are also saying, no, it's the Michael Jordan, because Michael Jordan rocked that little tiny mustache yeah, and for a while. Everybody was like, hey, you have a Hitler mustache. And he's like, oh, shit, I do. <laughs> but uh, the official name of that mustache, according to what I was reading, is the toothbrush mustache. Oh, okay. Yeah, which that sounds nice. If, if hey, anybody out there who's rocking a toothbrush mustache, send us a photo. We'll put it up on Instagram and we'll see how many people say, Look like Hitler, <laughs> or Chaplin, or Michael Jordan. We'll do a we'll do a survey. Okay. Send us pictures of your mustaches. <laughs> Make sure those are mustaches. November nineteenth, Happy Play Monopoly Day. Now you uh, play Monopoly with the family, or or with the uh, with the friends. I have not played in quite a long time. Yeah. Was this like a thing that you did growing up? Was it a, a regular bit. a regular it wasn't rotation? A regular yeah. thing, no. What was your regular board game? Like it's a, it's a Saturday afternoon, it's raining. Gotta do something. What was it? T V <laughs> Were you TV. good at that one? Oh, I was great at that. <laughs> Well, here are some house rules uh, from Monopoly players. I picked four that I think are used quite a bit. Uh, The first is free parking. And uh, the free parking rule, uh, all fines and taxes taken from chance of community cards, as well as money from luxury and income tax, gets put in the middle of the board and is collected by the player who lands on free parking. Did you guys play with this rule? Yeah, that's not an actual rule. That is not an actual rule. That is well, a house rule. Well, what was free parking? Just nothing? It was just a place to, like, Park? you're, you're, it's almost like just visiting where it's like you're just kind of hanging out on that square and you're not in any harm, but nothing's oh, supposed to happen. I thought that was actually a rule. Yeah, that's, well, that is maybe the most popular of the house rules. Uh, and I think there are additions of Monopoly where they add some of these house rules like in the rule book kind of like hey if you want to play this variation yeah Uh, double go a player that lands directly on go gets the double pay of $400 now I've never played this version never heard of it yeah I wouldn't allow it wouldn't yeah that's a no go for you because then you know that the other person's like always going to land on it that's true yeah I didn't play Monopoly very much, honestly, because it it takes too long. It's a long game. It's like frugal. It, the it, word I'm looking there's, for. Yeah, there's almost always hurt feelings. <laughs> yeah. I played, I think probably the last time I ever played was like an Xbox version. Mm-hmm. And I was playing it with my sister. And they did the part where you can like, auction up um a property right so i didn't even want it but my sister did so she went up and had like the highest bid and made sure it was the highest bid and there was like a timer Mm -hmm. so right at the very end at the last second i went up like a dollar above her bid and got (laughs) it (laughs) it was like ebay skills right there (laughs) and she was like why did you do that? I'm like, cause next time you're gonna you're gonna pay better attention when you want. 
<laughs> and she did. Oh my god! So I was only able to do it once. Yeah, oh, <laughs> but it was hilarious. pretty glorious. <laughs> it's like, how many things did you do to me when we were kids just to make me mad? Yeah, that's why I did this. Oh, that revenge was served cold. Yeah. Uh, here's one that I have played before. See the sights. And that's when a player must go around the board once before they can start buying properties. Oh, yeah. I've played that before. Yeah. That kind of, it it, it stops somebody from like just starting to gather stuff just because they luckily landed on stuff. It gives the people a little bit of a chance to get around. Um, it's not a bad one. Bankruptcy. As soon as one player goes bankrupt, the game is over, and the player with the most cash and property wins. This is one that I, I read, and then I remember that we used to play that way just because if we didn't, the game it would go on forever. End. Yes, it's yeah. sh- that should be a rule, honestly. Yeah. That yeah. should be when the game ends. So you are good for three of these, and the, the double salary on go, you're not for that. Yeah. Okay. When we get our uh, Monopoly game, that'll be our Battle Royale next next season. Oh, my God. Wouldn't that be the most boring <laughs> podcast? Listen I bet to you us any, play Monopoly. I will bet you anything there is a Monopoly podcast Oh, I'm there. sure there is, and I'm sure it's just awful. <laughs> Love you guys. It's Love our sister you. podcast. Yeah, exactly. Hey, sister. <laughs> November 20th. Happy National Absurdity Day. Oh, absurd. <laughs> that is a day to recognize that absurdity is a part of everyday life. Uh, so here are some thoughts on absurdism. The Oxford English Dictionary has two definitions. One, intentionally ridiculous or bizarre behavior or character. And two, the belief that human beings exist in a purposeless, chaotic universe. The word absurd comes from the Latin absurdus, meaning out of tune. Yeah. Sisyphus, the Greek mythology character whose punishment is to continually roll a stone up a hill for all eternity, is considered a symbol of absurdism. In his essay, The Myth of Sisyphus, Albert Camus, the author credited for coining the term absurdism, concludes that Sisyphus's struggle is, quote, enough to fill a man's heart. One must imagine Sisyphus happy. That, I guess, because he has a task every day, even if the task is absurd. I guess. Like, like if you just keep busy. Sounds pretty tiring to me. Yeah. Yeah. Does he get rest? Does he get to, like, to sleep a day and then start up again? Or does I he have to just keep so. going? Well, that's that's no good. It's going to, it's gonna like, uh, blow out his, his hamstrings. <laughs> Ugh, that makes me hurt just thinking about it. Yeah. I'm just rolling up a rolling thing. <laughs> yeah. Aren't you glad you're not Sisyphus? I'm so glad. <laughs> I'm happier than Sisyphus is. <laughs> One must imagine. <laughs> One like must happy. imagine. Other famous examples of absurdist works include Samuel Beckett's Waiting for Godot, Franz Kafka's the trial and the movies of the Coen brothers and Yargos Lanthimos. Yeah. Do you know his work at all? I do not know Yargos. Did you by any chance see The Lobster? I did see The Lobster. That's Yargos Lanthimos. That was absurd. Did you see The Favorite, the one he did the next year with Olivia Coleman and Emma Stone? 
No. Yeah. That won a bunch of Oscars, and it's also really good. I need good. to see that because I love her. Olivia Coleman. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, she was. She won the Oscar for that. Yeah, she did. Yeah, she was amazing. November 21st, happy National Gingerbread Day. Happy birthday, gingerbread. <laughs> Depending on your region or nationality, gingerbread could refer to a soft loaf of bread flavored, flavored with ginger, nutmeg, cloves, and molasses, or a hard ginger snap type cookie used in the making of gingerbread men and gingerbread houses. So let's focus on the men and the houses. Queen Elizabeth the first is credited with popularizing gingerbread men making cookie figurines for visiting foreign dignitaries i think she had a staff do it but yeah the the thought was the thought that counts (laughs) uh folk medicine practitioners gave gingerbread men to patients as love tokens if you could get the object of your affection to eat the gingerbread man they would fall in love with you Oh, that's hmm. how you do it. That's how that's, we should have known. According to the Guinness Book of World Records, the largest gingerbread man weighed, oh my gosh, 1,435 pounds and was displayed at the IKEA in Oslo, Norway in 2009. Yeah. It was assembled with those little Allen wrenches. <laughs> <laughs> the, <laughs> the Brothers Grimm fairy tale Hansel und Gretel. Hansel and Gretel. Hansel. Hansel? Popularized the notion of making gingerbread into houses. Even though the original version of the story speaks of a house built of bread and covered in cakes, but not specifically gingerbread. Mm. Yeah. Somehow the ginger it was kind of that story came out when gingerbread was getting hot. <laughs> and they just kind of said, okay, that's a gingerbread house. Back to Norway, the city of Bergen claims to make the world's largest gingerbread village every Christmas. However, the official Guinness World Record for largest gingerbread village belongs to Gingerbread Lane in Queens, New York. Bergen's village is not eligible for the record since they have many non-edible elements in their village. Lights, glue, plastic trains, you know, your gingerbread thing. Sure. <laughs> While every bit of gingerbread lane is edible. Now there's there's controversy because Bergen still claims they make the, the world's largest gingerbread village and the guy the single guy who does the one in in queens not happy about it that they still claim it yeah we can claim whatever you want yeah yeah i mean he's he's in the books <laughs> doesn't make it true he's in the books i mean we could claim right now that this apartment is the world's largest gingerbread apartment yeah i mean and in fact it's not but i'm claiming that it yeah, is yeah claim whatever you want everybody that's that's a lesson to learn today. <laughs> Claim whatever you want. Just lie. You'll become president. <laughs> oh, and that was our topical <laughs> game prep. Game prep. Take a cookie cutter, make some little men, put them in the oven till half past ten. Stir a bowl of gingerbread, smooth and spice the ground, roll it with the rolling pin up and down. Take a cookie cutter, 
All right, everybody, it's time for the audio challenge. I've got five song clips, and Monica's got five song clips. But in this one, we uh, pick a common theme. Monica, what is our theme this time? Our theme is nonsense lyrics. Now, I've done nonsense song titles, but I've never done nonsense lyrics. And I'm curious, what did that mean to you? Um, to me, it meant songs I remember that the words just don't really make any sense. That's kind of exa- like bad poems. That's exactly what I went for too. Okay. Okay, that's good. Well, maybe we have some repeats. Oh my god, I'm if so we glad. Do, that's the only way I'm going to get. <laughs> I'm going to predict right now, lots of success for this round for you. I'm going to predict the same thing for you. Great. So we should probably shouldn't even do it because why why ruin really good predictions You're right. with with the truth? End of podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do you want to play yours first or second? I'll play second. All right. Here you go. Here is song number one in today's audio It sounded like they might be giants. It is they might be giants. Okay, yay. yay. I don't know what the song is. Uh that was their first kind of hit on MTV. It's called Don't Let Start. Okay. Um it's off of Lincoln, I believe. Or no, it's the album it's not their debut album. Um the and I wrote down the song lyric that I that I identified here. Um, they want what they're not, and I wish they would stop saying deputy dog dog a ding dang deputy deputy dog dog a ding dang deputy da. <laughs> That's uh, definitely nonsense. <laughs> All right, here's your first one. Rain dogs hell for the century. A million dollars a stake. As you search for your demigod. That's uh, that's Bush. Yeah. Uh, it was coming up on the name of it. Everything Zen. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's... Yeah. That whole song is just yeah nonsense it's nonsense lyrics that are also kind of taken from other songs that have nonsense lyrics yeah like i think he says like mickey mouse grown off a cow yeah from david bowie you know yeah 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 well they weren't well we love them (laughs) they're listeners so we don't want to say anything (laughs) right all right here comes your next song okay Hip-hop marmalade stick and span Met you one summer and it all began You're the best girl that I ever did see The great Larry Bird jersey, 33 When you take a sip, you buzz like a hornet Billy Shakespeare wrote a whole bunch of sonnets Call me Willie Whistle cause I can't speak, baby Something in your eyes It's <laughs> terrible <laughs> Is that like Summer Girls? That's right Okay, is it? LFO. It is LFO, the light funky ones. Got it. Let me read this. The great Larry Bird jersey 33. When you take a sip, you buzz like a hornet. Billy Shakespeare wrote a whole bunch of sonnets. 
Sornet. Sornet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, bonnet. Work bonnet in there. <laughs> yeah, that's the one where it's just like, it's like there's a line and then he makes some sort of pop culture reference and there's another line, pop culture reference. It's, <laughs> just, it's bad. It's terrible. Next one. out the watch would just out the watch That's Tori Amos. Yes. The queen of nonsense lyrics. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, boy, that is her most Kate Bushy sounding song. Um, that is um, Cornflake Girl. Yes, that's right. Wow. Good job. Yeah. That one they played on the radio. Yeah, that's why I picked it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Here's your next one. Shake it, shake it, shake it. <laughs> for those of you, uh, for those of you at home, not not watching on the live feed, uh, you would have seen Monica uh, doing the shake it, shake it, shake it with murder face. It was very cute. <laughs> she wasn't very amused. <laughs> the Spice Girls, yeah, spice up your that life. That is right. Uh, and the words that I, I loved in this one were flamenco, lambada, but hip hop, but hip hop is harder. We moonwalk the foxtrot, but polka the salsa. <laughs> just name some dances. <laughs> yeah, they're all verbs and nouns, aren't they? We can just string a little just, sentence there. Just shout them out. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Yeah, that's just like somebody scribbling something on the back of a thing at the, uh, <laughs> like during the recording session. Just say this. <laughs> Probably that's exactly what happened. All right, next one for you. Uh, well, that is Nirvana, mm-hmm. and that is Heart Shaped Box. Yeah. Uh, and it's not a coincidence that most of my songs are from the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a coincidence because uh, the Mine 90s weren't, weren't, weren't great for lyrics. Lots of stream of consciousness. Well, they were, they were absurd. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Happy National Absurdity Day. Um, all right. Speaking of which, here is your next one. Pick yourself up on the side of the road with the elevator bones and your whip flashes homes. Members only hypnotizers move through the room like ambulance drivers. Shine your shoes with your microphone blues. Your suits with your parachute boots. Passing the Gucci from coast to coast. Like a man Back. That is back. I can't remember what that one's called. It 
It's not called two turntables and microphone. No, it's the phrase that comes right before that. Where it's at. There you go. <sighs> that's a that's a tricky one for trivia, everybody, because oh, I've I've used that before, and people have called that song two turntables and a microphone. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's at is the name of that one. Yay. Let me give you the lyrics of this one. Okay. Members only hypnotizers move through the room like ambulance drivers. Shine your shoes with your microphone blues. Pursuits with your parachute flutes. See, that's not really bad poetry. I think it's just poetry. Yeah, you like that? Beck is amazing. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I'm a fan, but yeah. A lot of his early, like this era of, of Beck, the kind of the, the mid-90s era, there's lots of just kind of stream of consciousness stuff. So. All right, your next one is kind of short. It's okay. It's just the very beginning of this song. Okay. It's probably your hardest one. All right. Not working hard. Yeah, right. Picture that with a Kodak. Or better yet, go to Times Square. Take a picture of me with a Kodak. Took my life from negative to positive. I just want you to know that. And tonight, let's enjoy life. <laughs> with the Kodak. Uh, was Is that Macklemore? No. Okay. It's a, is it a rapper that'll be mad that I thought it was Macklemore? Probably. I guess. I All right. Know. I don't know who it is. It's Pitbull. Yeah, he he won't be happy that I thought that he was Macklemore. What's um, the name of the song? It's called Give Me Everything. Okay. <laughs> and he rhymes Kodak with Kodak. Yeah. yeah. It's terrible. I saw that. I was like, I have to use that. It's so horrible. One of my favorite rhyme with rhyme songs is uh, War Pigs by Black Sabbath. Generals gathering their masses, just like witches at black masses. <laughs> it's like, how did you think of that one? All right, this is your hardest one, but I had to put it in because the whole song. Oh, you'll you'll hear it. Here we go. <laughs> that sounds like something you'd sing at karaoke yeah it's it's seven minutes long so maybe <laughs> we'll not. have the cake out in the rain <laughs> but this, it took so long to bake this it. is a classic terrible song I feel like I've heard it before, but oh, sure. I don't know. What there is it a is. disco version by Donna Summer that was a big hit. Mm. Actually, a lot of people have recorded it and had hits with it, which is amazing for such a terrible song. What is it? The song's called MacArthur Park. Okay. That's the first line of that. MacArthur Park was melting in the dark, all the sweet green icing flowing down. It was 1969. <laughs> uh, and that singer. Is none none other than the first Dumbledore, Richard Harris. Wow. Yeah, Richard Harris, and that was a huge hit for him. He was like a number two hit back in 1969. People loved that song. I haven't quite figured out why. Because <laughs> it's weird, I guess. Yeah, and and really the verses. I wrote down the chorus, which we kind of just heard, but the verses in that song are even weirder. Uh, so it's worth a listen to if you got seven minutes. Of, of Have life. you ever sang it at karaoke? I've sang it uh, in, at in like with a band. 
Okay. Yeah. And, uh, uh, yeah, it was majestic. <laughs> it was majestic. All right. How do we do in the audio challenge? Wait, you got one more. Oh, I got one more? Never yeah. mind. It's going to sound a little familiar. Okay. Heads are hanging from the garbage <laughs> mentries. Mouthwash, jukebox, gasoline. Pistols are pointing at a poor man's pocket. Smiling eyes ripping out of his sockets. That's funny because I almost used that one. <laughs> uh, that's uh, Beck mm-hmm. and that's Devil's Haircut. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great album. It is. Yeah. And yeah. Odele is Odelay. in fact a made up word. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a nonsense word. Yeah. He's he's a nonsense guy. Great. So now how so did now, we do? Now how did we do? You got eight. I got seven. Damn. That was good for me. Yeah, the pit bull the pit bull threw me. I thought that would do. be the one. Yeah. That was a that was a toughie. Um, all right. Well, hopefully you guys all enjoyed that and played along at home. I hope you guys got 10 out of 10 or 20 out of 20 uh, if you played both rounds. Um, before we get out of here, let's remind everybody where we're hosting this week. Monica. Monday at 6 o'clock in South Lake Union at jack's barbecue and we might want to just mention right here it's a 40 dollar top prize it's a 20 dollars second prize and so, they have really good yeah yeah texas Go, barbecue if you are a south lake unioner get down there on mondays please we'd love to have you and then tuesday at fitzgerald's and ballard and you know what we'd love to have you there too i had a really good crowd last you did time. have a great you had a great crowd last mm-hmm. night uh, I'm uh, Mondays at the Skylark in West Seattle, Tuesdays at the Crown Bar in Tacoma, Wednesdays at the Berliner in Renton, and Thursdays at the Local 907 in Renton. You can also catch up with Cat on Tuesdays at Black Z and Katina. You can catch up with Alex at Larry's Tavern in West Seattle on Wednesdays, and uh, Murphy's in Wallingford on Tuesdays and Thursdays with Mookie and Jeff. Uh, check all our schedule online, quizfix.net, for starting times because we're starting to get quizzes that don't all start at the same time. So uh, we got an early one at six o'clock, and we got a later one at eight o'clock. And you know, it's it. Uh, check the schedule. Um, and like I said, you know, we're going to be kind of patchworky here for a little while while the holidays roll through. So we will try to get stuff up for you as often as we can, and uh, we'll have some holiday cancellations coming up too for local quiz players so check that schedule and stick with us don't go anywhere thank you for your continued support (laughs) on behalf of me (laughs) and you uh that's it for the podcast we'll talk to you next week bye Trivia, trivia.